Welcome to Radio Wealth. You're listening to me, Craig Turnbull. Radio Wealth, inspiration and guidance for next generation property investors. Today's episode is brought to you by BrickRaise, real estate investing for all. It's a brand new and exciting way of property investing. You can start with just a small amount of your savings or super, and you won't ever have to borrow large to be a property investor. BrickRaise is now open to investors and for those looking to raise capital. Go to www.brickraise.com and get started today. Welcome to Radio Wealth, to our real estate crowdfunding special. I'm particularly excited about this one because we can talk to you about BrickRaise, but also real estate crowdfunding, what it means. Um, I've got a whole series of questions to answer that have been sent in by our listeners, uh, people in our database, as well as some background, which I think you might be interested in, uh, on what real estate crowdfunding is and what it could mean for you. So real estate crowdfunding, I guess, what is it? Very simply, it's a way to invest in real estate using small amounts of your own money uh, that are pooled with tens, hundreds, or even thousands of other people around the country to fund real estate projects. So you can now, for the very first time, use your savings or your super and choose a project that you like to build a diversified property portfolio. And here's the really cool thing, it's all done online, uh, which means you can sit at home or at work and, and view the, the, the projects and invest in those that, that, that you like the look of. So real estate crowdfunding, it's real estate investing for all. It is the next generation or evolution of real estate investing. And I've got to tell you, it's just incredibly exciting. Where did it start? Where did it start? Look, real estate crowdfunding per se has been around for hundreds of years. If you think about it logically, it's just people who probably knew each other pooling their funds together um, to create enough money to, to fund something they couldn't otherwise have done by themselves. That's been done forever. Um, more recently and in modern times, uh, real estate crowdfunding was began online a little over five years ago in the U.S., when two brothers uh, sought to help their father fund their real estate development business when the uh, market and funding changed in the US. So they started what is now the world's biggest real estate crowdfunding uh, online business, uh, and they are now getting funding uh, from institutions, uh, and they've had some massive investment. It's a, it's a definitely a mainstream business there now in, in the US. Started in the UK about three years ago and is growing incredibly well. Um, also, it's just arrived here in Australia now. So Australia will now, and Australians will now have the benefit of investing in projects that they couldn't otherwise get involved in. Or if you did it the old-fashioned way and invested your money into a REIT, which is a real estate investment trust, um, you just give the, your, your well-paid financial advisor um, um, money, which would be invested on, on your behalf. And the, cho- uh, the difference is you wouldn't get a choice as to what projects you choose to invest in. So... So with a real estate crowdfunding portal like BrickRaise, you can choose. Uh, you'll get deals that are posted up online. You can look at different returns, different um, time um, they'll take to mature. Some projects will be six months, some 12 months, some two or three years. And the returns will vary anywhere from, I don't know, 8 to 15%, depending on what you're looking for. Later uh, in, in the piece, we will start looking at the possibility of crowdfunding commercial buildings for monthly rental returns. So most of the projects that you might choose to invest in through BrickRaise will be projects that pay you at the end of the project, so once the profit is made. So there will be a choice later on for those looking for regular income to be able to invest into commercial buildings that produce 
monthly income, which is also exciting, but that's all in the future. Um, for now, um, I recommend you go to the site www.brickraise, B-R-I-C-K-R-A-I-S-E, brickraise.com, and have a look at the particularly the um, education center, which has some videos uh, featuring moi, uh, explaining uh, the points of view from the investor's perspective, from the developer or capital raiser's perspective, and also some general questions. That will also help you. And there's a wealth of information on every page of the BrickRays site, which will help you further understand what it's all about. Um, the other really cool thing is uh, we're just about to launch uh, an exciting uh, townhouse project in Melbourne. So keep an eye out for that. If you registered as an investor already, we will let you know first. So if you're interested in this kind of investing, please register on the site. It's a two-stage process. One is just your name and uh, your email and contact details. The second stage is where we need to identify you before you can actually invest in a project. And that's just because of laws we have to follow. Um around the the Australian financial services law so um, and identifying you is a pretty easy process you just upload some like a passport or a, a driver's license and perhaps um, something with your address on it very simple to do uh, and very easy process you only need to do once and from that point forward um, when a deal comes up that you like um, you can choose to invest or not so up to you so that's it in a nutshell what real estate crowdfunding is but what does it mean what what's going to change if you're sitting back wondering about how you're ever going to you know, buy a property or if you, you, perhaps you own a home and you're trying to think, well, how can I possibly afford you know, an investment property uh, when you know, I've got a mortgage on my own home, I've got the car loan, I've got the kids schooling and you know, uh, all sorts of expenses. Uh, how do you then save up 50, 100, 150 grand for a deposit for a property and then borrow another three, four, five, six hundred thousand dollars $600,000 to buy one home, um, thereby concentrating your assets? There are plenty of people out there who can do it, but plenty more who cannot. So those people in future as investors will be excluded from investing in, in property because they just simply can't afford to do it. So some flexibility is required, and that's why around the world uh, real estate crowdfunding has taken off because you can take as little as two, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 uh, to start with in, in, in one project and we've got some people investing tens in some cases even hundreds of thousands of dollars in projects depending on on what it is what they like and what their investment strategy is and of course what the size of their portfolio is so the good news about that is you can invest in property now with relatively small amounts of your money building that that up over time and you don't have to go on and borrow uh, any money you don't need to worry about maintenance for for your investment you don't need to know how to be a developer because BrickRays will have helped select developers who do know what they're doing. We have a process based on my 30 years of experience in property developing, which will help identify uh, which uh, property projects are, are profitable and viable, and also which property developers know what they're doing. So we have that process. We also have a uh, Australian Financial Services License authorization um, through RN Capital, and we will have one or possibly two what we call responsible entities uh, who will act as trustee on the investor's behalf uh, who will handle all the money. So when you invest via our platform, the money does not go to BrickRaise. It goes to an independent party licensed by ASIC and they will hold the money and disperse them on your behalf and uh, they'll work uh, alongside BrickRaise with the developer to make sure the project gets done as best as it possibly can get done. So that's good news as well. Um, you will find that as time goes by, you will become more and more comfortable 
with the idea of this kind of investing. And for many people, I think it's going to form a whole new a whole new arm, I guess, to, to the way you invest. And in fact, people who have got their own properties may, like, let's say you go in a couple of properties in one state, you might choose to think, well, gosh, there's a there's a project in Sydney which looks great, or there's one up in uh, in, in Brisbane or, or down in Melbourne which which I quite like the look of. And, you know, I live in Adelaide, uh, and I wouldn't otherwise know how to invest in these projects, and I'd be wary about it, but I could diversify my, you know, savings into projects in each of these cities. So building a diversified portfolio is a huge advantage. So it gives it gives you that opportunity and also an opportunity to start investing now where you may have to otherwise wait years and years and years or perhaps not even at all. So that's the good news. If you are out there and you are a developer or you're looking to seek to raise capital, right now it's incredibly hard to deal with funders, particularly the major banks, even the minor banks and even second tier lenders. Incredibly hard to get money to build good quality projects. There are so many homes that could get built out there that aren't because they can't get funding. So guess what? The public, that's you and that's me and the investors out there are gonna step up and get involved and help these developers create great projects and make some money for themselves at the same time. So things are gonna change. This is gonna disrupt and, and in my view, improve the way funding is done and the whole, the whole marketplace will change in time because of this. So. I'm excited about that. I can't wait to get to the questions and we'll do that in just a moment. All right, let's get to our questions on this real estate crowdfunding special. Uh, Radio Wealth episode 11 brought to you by BickRays. The first question is from Peter. Uh, Peter asks, hi guys, what licensing do you have in place to secure investors, e.g. AFSL, which means Australian Financial Services License? Look forward to your reply and knowing more about your company. Kind regards, Peter. Um, Peter, we currently uh, have engaged RM Capital there in Perth to be the authorised ERS with their AFSL for our company platform. Uh, and they will, I guess, authorise the platform and the content of, of what goes on the platform. Uh, for each project we do, we will be dealing with one or more responsible entities who will act on behalf of all the investors and hold all the monies received by the investors. These responsible entities all will have their own uh, AFSLs and be licensed and bonded by ASIC. So um, we are covered, uh, which is great. Uh, taken quite a while to get to that point, mind you. In most cases, all of the projects will be done under what's called an MIS or a managed investment scheme where we have two PDSs or, or product disclosure statements. One is a master document and the second is what's called a supplementary document. The master document will be the same for every project that we do and the supplementary document will be a document that has the specifics of the project that we are dealing with. So that's how we've structured it and we'll use that structure until such time as the government uh, completes its work on the new legislation for crowdfunding. And that could be any time or no time. We just don't know. Uh, we do know that, that legislation has been tabled and it's gone through a couple of iterations and it's passed at a certain point. But when it does come out, uh, Peter, the first sort of uh, legislation may not be ideal for us to operate under. So for the time being, we'll stick with the managed investment schemes structure. Uh, we figured out a way to make it cost effective uh, and that will work for us for now. So great question. Thank you, Peter. This one is from Annabella. Uh, she says on the title of the questions, ROE, so return on equity, and safety. Is the ROE, so return on equity, made known to a potential investor before deciding 
whether to invest in a project. Yes, Annabella, uh, the expected return on investment is put on all uh, offers before we actually put it up, and that uh, return will be either a fixed return to you, to you the investor, or it'll be an estimated return based on equity. In other words, you will share in the profits of the project, and that can only be estimated because we don't know for sure until what, till it all happens at the end. So you'll get the best estimate that is possible, or if it's a fixed return, then you'll get that return no matter what happens. Um, now, um, secondly, Annabella asks, what happens to investors' funds if the BrickRaise project goes belly up? Does BrickRaise carry insurance? Well, if a project goes belly up, um, before that happens, uh, BrickRaise, in most cases, under the managed investment scheme and the power of the responsible entity, will be able to step in and complete the project, take it over and complete it if we need to. Um, I don't expect that we're going to see losses uh, with projects, but with every with every real estate investment, there's a possibility of loss. The only way to make sure that you guaranteed don't lose is don't invest. Uh, it's the same with anything. I mean, shares go up, shares go down. It, it is possible to lose money in real estate, and it will be possible to lose in money lose money in a crowdfunding real estate project. Now, having said that, I'm actually not aware of any projects that have gone down anywhere in the world at this stage. At some point. Someone will do something wrong, I'm sure, and, and, and it will go wrong, but I think you'll find that's an isolated incident uh, rather than the norm. Um, and the good news is you have the choice, Annabella, as to how much you invest into each project. So you wouldn't ever put all of your money into one project. You might put a bit here and a bit there and so doing diversify. So just in case something did go wrong and you did lose some or, or, or all or part of your money, you wouldn't have all your capital eroded. So... Um, and at all times, the choice is yours. Um, we don't have insurance for losses, so this is no way to do that. Uh, and the no insurer that I'm aware of will actually um, carry that forward. But if you know someone, Annabella, let us know. It'd be great to have. Um, so bottom line is BrickRaise and our team will do everything we can to make sure that the projects are profitable and that they work uh, and they come through. Because worst thing for our business would be if projects were loss makers. Uh, even on a single or a consistent basis. So that's not good news for us. Annabella, thanks for the question. I hope that helps you. Okay, this question from Wes. He says, hi there. I'd like to know how BrickRaise is paid. Is it a percentage of the investor's money or does the developer pay a fee? And what is that percentage or fee? Firstly, the investor pays us no direct fee. No direct fee is paid by the investor to BrickRaise. The developer pays BrickRaise a percentage of the money raised. And that's usually 5%. So um, for every $100 you invest, $5 will end up with uh, BrickRaise. But the important thing to consider is you will get a net return based on the amount that you invested. So if you invest $100 and the estimated net return for the project is 10%, you'll end up with $110, not $110 to track 5. So what I'm saying is, that net return is paid by the developer, not by you, and it won't affect your net return. So that's the important thing to consider. The other thing to consider is BrickRaise is a business that wants to get out there and, and make money, and we need to do that to stay in business. So that's not unreasonable. And that kind of fee is about the market fee for uh, real estate crowdfunding globally. So I hope that um, uh, helps you. Oh, Wes also says thanks for your transparency. All right, what have we got here? Uh, another question about protection. And this one comes from, I haven't got the name on this one, I'm sorry. So I'm not sure who would ask the question, but it says, what protection or checks and balances 
does BrickRaise have in place when developers place opportunities forward for group fundraising? Have BrickRaise dealt with these developers or is it up to each individual to make their own inquiries? Good question. So, well, two questions actually. First is what protections or checks are there? BrickRaise and our team, headed by me, will institute the same checks and balances as we would use if we were doing the project ourselves, or is if we were a bank lender. So we'll go through the project and look at all the numbers uh, and look at the risk mitigation strategies. Are there any pre-sales? How much funding is required? What's the lending to valuation ratio? So yeah, we do all those checks as if we were a bank, but of course we're not a bank. Uh, we don't act like a bank, but we need to in the early checkpoints for each project. Uh, and we won't put up any project that we don't believe is profitable or viable. That would be very, very bad for us. Worst case scenario for us would be for a property to go belly up and uh, it to be shown we didn't do our job. Uh, it doesn't guarantee uh, a loss. We can't do that, but we can guarantee that we've done our job and that we will do everything we can to make sure it's all uh, as good as it can possibly be. Have we dealt with these developers or is it up to each individual? It, it's both. In some cases, we will have dealt with these developers before. In some cases, uh, these will be developers that are new to us. Obviously, since we're a starting platform, we haven't dealt with any developer direct at this stage. So we need to do our due diligence and make sure that we understand what the developer's track record is. Uh, it's probably not too likely that we'll be backing developers who haven't done any development at this stage. We'll be looking for um, some experience at least and ideally well-experienced uh, developers to help us out and, and offer us great projects. And we've got a growing list of those developers um, showing up day by day looking for funding. So the last part of that question was, should, should the individual make their own inquiries? Yes. As with any investment, you should, once you've been offered all the information, do everything you can do to make sure that you are satisfied that you think the development or the or the project will work. So we can do so much, but you are in charge. You decide. Do I invest? Yes or no? And if I do, how much do I put into it? That's up to you. Uh, and you'll make that decision based on your own strategy and your own uh, insight. Uh, we're also asked uh, by the same person, I'm attracted to bricks and mortar, but have invested with a I won't name this company, a blank blank syndicate who raised funds from the public for land development in Queensland and Victoria. And this person says, disappointing returns on capital, loss of original capital invested, time frames blown out, and lots of, here's the key, inside contracts and fees paid to companies with the same board of directors, causing genuine concern about their independence. There's the answer. Um, often where you have related parties and same directors on all boards, it's just a bit too close for comfort and there's no independent check and balance. So the the majority, if not most, if not all projects done by BrickRaise uh, will be those done by third-party developers uh, with an independent responsible entity. I might occasionally, as a private developer, offer up a project to uh, BrickRaise. It'll be disclosed, of course, and will operate under the same independent check and balance system that uh, we have and we use that responsible entity, again, who holds the funds and operates uh, as if we were a third party. So probably 99% of the time, it will be third party developers not related to BrickRaise in any way. So we'll be looking at them and acting as if we were the lender, not the operator. And there won't be this cross collateralization of fees and, and, you know, I guess, profit stripping before you get your return. So I guess that's the major difference. Thanks for that series of questions.
this next question comes from Dean. And Dean says, Hi, Brick Rays. Love what you're doing. Just a quick question. Do you have any requirements to invest on your platform? I'm aware that there are some other sites that require you to earn over $250,000 a year in income to be eligible to invest. Are you the same or can the average Joe invest? Thanks and keep up the good work. Really insightful question, Dean. Thanks for asking that. Now, uh, sites that require you to earn $250,000 a year income or to invest $500,000 or more or to have a net wealth of over $2.5 million, this is the classification for a sophisticated investor. That's what we call sophisticated. And there's only about 100,000 people in our country of 24 million who qualify under those terms. So if you invest 500 grand or more, have that 250K income, or you have 2.5 million net assets, and you can certify that you're qualified as a sophisticated investor and you can invest in all sorts of things you couldn't otherwise if you were a retail investor. Now, we could have opened BrickRays over a year ago if we only wanted to work with people who qualified as sophisticated investors. But in my mind, Dean, that would mean that we're working with a very small crowd. We wanted crowdfunding to be for everyone. Real estate crowdfunding and brick raise is about real estate investing for all. So we waited this long and worked through a whole series of, I guess, legal minefields, as it were, so we could work with people like you, as you describe yourself, uh, the average Joe, uh, we would call you a retail investor. There are no requirements on you, uh, Dean, to have any kind of particular income or any particular amount of money, provided you meet the, the minimum investment. Uh, and even though in some cases it's going to be between two and 5000 minimum, but most people will invest 10000 or more, but it's up to you what you invest. Um, there are no requirements, so BrickRaise is set up to deal with retail investors. That's everyday uh, people uh, with no requirement to be to qualify for a sophisticated investor. If you are that person, you are called a retail investor. So that's that's anybody. So we are delighted that we can do that because otherwise we're not dealing with the crowd. It's like, you know, it's sophisticated funding or, you know, just a few people funding, not crowdfunding. So that's what BrickRose is all about. It's a great question, Dean. Thanks so much. Mihai's emailed me and his question is this. He, it could be she, pardon me, but uh, M-I-H-A-I. And the question is, dear BrickRose, are you covering only properties in Australia? What about European countries? Mihai, for the time being, uh, BrickRays will operate only in Australia. We would hope to be in New Zealand before the end of the year. And I really have a vision where BrickRays will be working with people around the globe. But for now, just Australia. Uh, we'll focus on, on getting that right, making sure that all our systems are brilliant and that uh, we build a following of investors who are going to come with us for the journey on this evolution in real estate investing. We're not in a hurry to break any immediate records. We want to make sure we, we, what we do is, is correct and right and that at all times everyone's looked after and everyone's making money. So we're not in a hurry to go global at this point. Uh, although my vision for, for crowdfunding is this. I mean, imagine, just imagine... Jane sitting in her London flat with her laptop on 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 her lap, watching you know TV and eating some dinner and having a look at some brick raised projects. Maybe she's looking at an apartment complex in Singapore, and thinking you know so I've heard Singapore is going great. I'll invest five grand in that. She punches the button and the money's invested. You know, imagine if um, you know Tan in Singapore uh, is looking at a project in Sydney. Oh look, there's a land subdevelopment coming out subdivision coming out in Sydney. And I know that there's a requirement for more land 
in in Sydney, and and the returns look like you know fourteen percent, and uh, over two years, and uh, that looks like something that's exciting for me, and I'm going to invest ten grand in that. Um, imagine uh, Jack sitting in Sydney, uh, looking at a development in Texas, which which is you know an apartment complex, and you know, returns look like eighteen percent, and you know that can be done in eighteen months, and um, uh, he's got twenty grand to invest. Just just, just imagine. Uh, and, and Jax does that while he's on the train on the way home from work. That's how real estate investing could be in the future. Only thing is, future's here and future's now. So, Mihai, great question. Watch this space. I'd love to be doing uh, global real estate investing for now, Australia only. Okay, Duncan says, Hi, I've opened my account as a developer and was wondering if it's possible to talk to someone before I complete my account profile. Of course. Uh, we have a 1300 number, uh, which you can find uh, on our uh, contact page. Uh, so contact us, you'll find our office is uh, in Melbourne, in uh, South Bank in Melbourne, and the number is 1300 845 One of my team will help you, or perhaps even me, depending on, on how many calls we're juggling at the time. Uh, but I'd love to speak to uh, any developers or people seeking to raise capital. If you have any questions whatsoever you want to ask, you're welcome to do that. So, Duncan, thanks for that question. This one is from Chris, uh, who is based in Melbourne. And Chris says, if I invest in brick raised development and want to sell my share in the development after three to four years, how would I go about it? Well, first thing, Chris, is most brick raised projects, at least initially, probably won't be longer than three years. Um, I'd be reluctant to put a project up that took longer than that. Because so much can can change and, and happen over that kind of time period to the real estate market. So ideally, we'll be dealing with projects that take anything from six months to two years. Sometimes it might be a little bit longer. Um, and during that time, we don't expect that people will be paid like every month or every quarter. It'll be profit at the end. Having said that, um, Chris, in the future, we expect to be able to offer our clients uh, buildings or projects they can invest in that do produce monthly income and that go for that could go for five to seven years or longer. Now that said, at any time you wanted to sell uh, out your interest in a project, you could do it, but understand that the investment is largely illiquid. Uh, you could sell your 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 uh, interest to anybody else, but we don't have a mechanism yet which will allow like a secondary market. In other words, BrickRaise won't be providing at this stage anyway a, a market where you can list your interest and sell it to someone else online. So while it's possible to do so, Chris, uh, the best thing to do is make sure you don't invest in anything that, that's too long-term uh, in case you do want to get out early, um, although it's possible to do. Good question. Brendan says, how are the returns calculated? If a project goes over budget, will this affect the returns? Returns are calculated based on, I guess, cost, uh, less sale prices. Um, so that's oversimplifying, I'm sure. But um, yeah, we can work out returns. As a general comment, we would expect that returns to investors in the brick-raised projects will be anywhere from 8 to 15%. Sometimes they could be more, sometimes less, depending on what the project is. For example, if you were looking at investing in an office building for like a seven-year period, you might you might get a... Uh, a six percent uh, return based on getting a monthly check. Uh, if it's a land development, it might be an eighteen-month project where you might get a twenty-five percent return. Everything uh, will depend on the project that you choose to invest in. 
And if a project goes over budget, what's the second part of the question? Will this affect returns? Yes. If if the return offered to you is an equity return. In other words, if, you are, uh, if you've elected to take a profit share arrangement, if profits are less than expected, your return will be less. If you invest for a fixed return, and often this will be the case, uh, it might be a 10, 12, or whatever the, the return is, then that's the return you get. No more, no less. Uh, so on a fixed return, you don't get the share on the upside of, of, a, of, a, of the equity and the profit share, but if, it's le- if the profit is less than expected, the developer still has to pay you your fixed return. So it really comes down to your choice, Brendan, as to how you want to invest in a brick-raised project and what's offered. Sarah says, once I invest in BrickRaise, where does my money sit? Is it safe? Good question, Sarah. Um, you, the money doesn't go to BrickRaise. BrickRaise is a, uh, a portal which brings investors together and developers together, and we do all our checks and balances in the meantime. But standing to one side of that will be one or more responsible entities. These are companies and groups licensed by ASIC um, to uh, hold monies in trust and on your behalf act on your behalf under a managed investment scheme. So your money sits with a responsible entity who will then pay out funds to the developer as required or as work is done. Right? Is it safe? Um, nothing's guaranteed. Our job is to make it as safe as possible. Um, losses are possible, but we'd like to think they're not likely. Um, responsible entities are bonded and guaranteed, and in some cases they have to have uh, funds... Um, available for recompense uh, up to $10 million. It depends really on um, their sponsor entity. So in the case of something going wrong, there might be instances where guarantees can be called upon, uh, but that won't be if it's just a straight loss. That'll be if, if something was, was done incorrectly, uh, which is, again, not likely but possible. So is it safe, Sarah? The only way to be perfectly safe in investing is don't invest. And if you don't invest, you've got no chance at all to grow your wealth. So um, I hope that's answered your question. Sam has asked, how does the tax situation work for investing in real estate crowdfunding? I normally do my own taxes. Will this complicate the process? How does depreciation work? Okay, Sam, good question. The tax situation as normal. Uh, your profits will be taxed as if they were profits to you. They'll be added to your income uh, under whatever entity you use. If you invest in your own personal name, then any income you make out of uh, or from, crowd, from real estate crowdfunding via brick raise will be added to your income and you'll pay tax on whatever your marginal rate is. If you use your self-managed super fund, then I think I think the tax is 15% on, on, on your profits. If you use a company to invest, then your tax could be 30% of whatever your uh, net profit is. Uh, my advice, Sam, would be to have a chat with, an, uh, uh, with a licensed or a qualified accountant about that because I'm not on neither. Um, Doing your own taxes, you shouldn't complicate the process because um, you'll get a statement from the developer saying what profit it got and what you know, and, and from the real estate, pardon me, from the responsible entity as to what your profits are. So it shouldn't be no more complicated than um, if you made like bank interest, for example. Um, how does depreciation work? Well, depreciation you probably won't qualify for under if you fund development projects. Uh, the returns to you won't take that into consideration because. Nine times out of ten, you'll be building uh, new homes or apartments or land subdivisions, so there won't be depreciation to to take into account. Uh, that might change, Sam, if you invest in, uh, say, an office building on a seven-year term 
uh, and you get returns month by month. There, there might be depreciation allowance in there. Again, I don't know. You would need to talk to your qualified accountant about that one. Tony asked two questions, and the first one from Tony is this. How does BrickRaise know what kind of returns the developers can pay out? Tony, we at BrickRaise will look at the project and look at the expected profits and returns, and then we'll sit down with the developer and figure out uh, the best way to offer the project to investors and what kind of return we can offer. I'd always be encouraging the, de the developer to offer the maximum possible return that he or she can so that investors like you, Tony, can look at the project and be attracted by it by a great return. Um, the re kind of returns will be either fixed returns, so it'll be a set uh, interest rate return over a certain period, or there'll be an equity share whereby your profit share is estimated based on the costs and income for the project. Uh, as a general comment, we'll aim to be looking for all returns to you after all costs and, and anything else that, that's involved of anywhere from 8 to 15%. Obviously, the higher the better. Sometimes it'll be more than that, sometimes less, depending on the kind of project you choose, Tony. Second part of Tony's question was, can any developer use the BrickBlaze platform? Well, yes, provided that the developer proves to us that they know what they're doing and they've got some experience and the project they've got is a good one. So the process for a developer is very similar to that of an investor, except a little more detailed. You need to go to our site and register as a capital raiser and enter your company details, uh, your experience, and of course details of the project itself. So unfortunately you won't be able to accept every developer because they won't, or every development. Uh, we might have a great developer who brings several projects to us, and some projects we'll be able to work with and some we may not. Um, so we'll treat every developer and every project that they bring us uh, individually before we put them up on the site to release to uh, interested investors. Thank you for that, Tony. Uh, Huey says, will BrickRaise be available for me to invest in? I currently live in Hong Kong and want to get involved in the Australian real estate market. Huey, that's a good question. I'm actually not sure of the answer to that. I don't see why not. Um, I will try and find out if there's any legal reason why you can't. The offers that we make, we can only under Australian law make them to Australian residents. When I say we make the offer, it doesn't mean necessarily that if you happen to find that offer, you can't accept it. I don't know, I guess, is the answer. So I'll endeavor to find that out and come back to you with a, with a more concrete answer. But for now, assume you can, Huey, and just in case you can't, we'll let you know. Um, you are not the only person to ask that question, by the way. This is, <laughs> I've had dozens of people ask the same thing. There are so many overseas people who want to invest in the Australian market because they see it as steady. They see it as secure. They see it as growing. They see uh, the population increasing. They see um, steady government. They see good rule of law, uh, and they see safety. So many, many uh, overseas people will look to invest uh, in, into Australian real estate, and I, 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 I believe it's legal, and I hope it is, but Hewitt will let you know for sure very soon. Bill asks, if BrickRaise as a business isn't around in five years, what would happen with my investments? Interesting question, Bill. I certainly aren't building this business to not be around in five years. I expect it will. And I expect it will be at the forefront of change here in the Australian and New Zealand markets at the very least. Um, but let's just let's hypothesize and let's say that we aren't around in five years. What happens to your investment? Well, as I said before, BrickRaise itself uh, is a marketing platform that brings together investors and developers. Part of our role is to work with developers 
to make sure that the developments that we put up on site for you to look at as an investor are good ones. And we'll do the best we can to make sure that every project that gets listed on our site is profitable and viable and will work. Now, let's just say that I decide after we've got, I don't know, 50 projects up, we've got 10 underway, you know, 40 have been completed and happily everyone's got their money back and there's 10 underway, and I decide I want to take a, a permanent holiday to the Caribbean. Those 10 projects under current operational procedure and under current licensing won't actually be controlled by BrickRays. They'll be controlled by the independent responsible entity who is licensed and bonded by ASIC. So currently speaking, Bill, uh, it doesn't matter whether um, I uh, uh, head off to the Caribbean or BrickRays shuts down its portal. Your investment will still be run and maintained by uh, a responsible entity uh, who's looking after your interests and also by the developer who, of course, is looking after his or her interests in trying to get the project complete and, and, and profitably done so in, in the right amount of time. So it actually doesn't matter if I'm if, if Brick Raise is around or not because of the way that the uh, the managed investment schemes are structured currently. So it's a good question and worthwhile considering. Again, it's worth considering that uh, most Brick Raise projects, at least at this stage, will be a six-month to sort of three-year time frame. So um, we want to keep it short, shorter like that, currently speaking, uh, while we work out um, the best way to operate um, these um, uh, projects. And the shorter term, the better. So good question, Bill. And the last question is from Terry. What kind of development will BrickRaise focus on? Early on, we'd like to focus on residential projects. That'll be apartments, it'll be townhouses, it'll be homes, small projects, and perhaps even land subdivision. So residential projects is the first uh, wave, as it were, uh, Terry. Uh, second wave will be uh, investments into uh, office buildings and, and commercial buildings, which will provide a regular return to the investors. That's, that's a monthly income return, but that could be two to three years away. Uh, for now, residential development projects, land, apartments, homes, townhouses, villas, that sort of thing. So that's, that'll be our main focus. So great question. That's the end of our questions for now. Oh, I do hope you've enjoyed the real estate crowdfunding special. Um, I just I, I can't tell you enough how excited I am about this. Like I first learned about this probably two and a half years ago and started thinking about how it could be done in Australia. And it's taken, I guess, a lot of my thinking, a lot of my effort to get it to this point. Uh, we are building a great team and we're attracting some awesome investors from, from fantastic developers who can all see the change. You can all see what's happening and they can all see what's happened overseas in the UK and the US and other nations. Even Thailand has started real estate crowdfunding for goodness sake. So uh, it's a worldwide phenomenon. Let's get on board. Let's get it started. Let's have some fun with it. Let's make some money. Let's grow our wealth and let's really take hold of this evolution in real estate investing. You can do that by joining us at brickraise.com. I thank you for listening in. Next week on Radio Wealth, we're gonna be talking about developments. Uh, and I've got a whole series of questions by from a, a man who wants to be a developer. And if that's of interest to you, listen in, because uh, you will get a download in about 30 to 40 minutes of 30 years worth of experience. So I don't know what how, how you'd value that, uh, but if you're interested in developments and what developers do, listen in next week to Radio Episode Radio Wealth Episode 12, and it might also help you understand 
the point of view of developers who list projects on brickraise.com. Thanks once again and look forward to next week's show. Thanks for listening to Radio Wealth. The Radio Wealth podcast is produced for your enjoyment. Show notes are found on my website, www.craigtremble.com or over at iTunes. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter at craigtremble underscore and also over at Facebook. You can join in the show by sending in your questions to hello at craigtremble.com. Radio Wealth, inspiration and guidance for next generation property.